Hi, I'm Christian. Hi, I'm Jim. Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Hank. And this is the Football Musketeers. Welcome back, everyone. The Football Musketeers are back. H, Dan and Jim have headed off to a pub, and I'm going to be hosting it from home. So, let's get back into it. H, I believe you've got a, uh, an issue of leadership in the current football climate. Tell me more. Yeah, so basically, the issue I've got is when I, when I watch the likes of Man United, there isn't a leader there who's, who's saying to the team, right, we need you to get behind the team and actually motivate. Like, if we go, for example... When, when Man United go one nil down, I don't think there's a leader there who's going to basically get the team motivated to come back from a potential defeat. Can I ask you a question? Your example specific to Man United, do you see it as a wider problem than that? Or is Man United the most evident? So definitely, I think it's a wider issue. So from my perspective, going back to the days when we used to watch football, um, downhill, you'd have, yeah. a, you'd have a leader like Dave Martin who would motivate the team, get everyone basically worked up to try and give 110%. Yeah, long ago was that? So we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah, games completely changed. Yeah, but I think, that's, I think that's the problem. The game's changed and it's moved on to that European type football where it's all that ticky tack stuff but you haven't got someone who's going to get over the game and go right I'm going to get everyone really motivated to try and I don't know like a you know when Borussia Dortmund played in the Champions League and they were one nil down with like 10 minutes to go I've got a really good question so your example is specific to Man United you say the game's changed or moved on so why are Man United not the force they was because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't have a clue what's going on. Well, we can all jump on that bandwagon. Since Hergen, they've had four. Right. Jose Mourinho took it to second with the team they've got. So Jose Mourinho clearly is the same. Other than maybe four, five players. Probably cost net one. It doesn't matter about what it costs, but. Jose, don't matter about what it costs, but Jose took that team to second. Jose took United after Fergie to second. Let me, let me bring it back to the leader. So you're, so you're pointing out that his leadership is right, but it's but, not on the pitch. No, yeah, yeah, it's not. On the, so it's not on the pitch. I don't think anymore as much as what he used to be. So, that, so you used to have a leader on the pitch. Well, it's pretty different, right? Does a club need a leader? Might be a manager or your player. Does a club need a leader? Yes. So, hundred percent. When City, City have won the league, yeah. Who won the league with them? Pep. Okay, he's a leader. He's a leader due to what respect. Right. He's not. He's not someone that everyone shouts at. They all respect him. They won it under who? Uh, Mancini. Mancini. So it doesn't strike me as someone who's aggressive or like a Fergie type of person. So who's the captain? Company, leader. You're, you're correct, yeah? And Pellegrini won it with City as well. 
Pellegrini is another Mancini. Who was the captain? Vincent Pumpkin. It's a leader of the club. So is, are you saying it's a leader on the pitch? Are you saying it's a leader on the club? Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I don't like United, but yeah, I agree. United, so, so where do you like United? Like, like, yeah, so, the leadership style. Yeah, the You're leadership style. Leadership style is nothing there. You've also just counteracted saying that it hasn't. You still need that figure. That's what I'm saying. That's my yeah, point. There's nothing at United now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I think largely it comes back to you either need it on the pitch or on the bench. But even better, if you have it on the pitch and on the bench, then I think it's a bigger attribute than people are thinking. I think they don't think you need it anymore. And I think it's a massive, really good example with company. So company was a massive lever on the pitch. And if you go back and look at your Gerrards, your Lampards, your Kings, your Vieiras, what do you think, Christian? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. You look at on the league, and they've all got leaders. You've got Van Dijk, company, to a certain extent, when Leicester won it, Vardy was the leader of the team. I mean, you can't really name a team that has won the title that haven't had vocal leader. And that's taking out the manager. I think regardless of who's managing the team, you need a manager on the pitch as well. So do you not think there's a new form of leader coming about? I think there's two types. So... Is there not is there not a leader in someone like Van Dyke who's not a vocal, not a vocal kind of or aggressive like the Roy King and Vieiras of the early two thousands, but more of like someone who leads by example and shows yeah. players how to play in the right way and stuff like that. So we were talking about earlier. So like. It's not necessarily a leader, but it's either someone has an aura about them that they respect. Yeah, so you, you can have leaders that aren't vocal. So you can have someone that you really respect. You think, actually, I don't want to let that person down or I want to make sure that I do my best because I want to appreciate how they operate. Or it's someone that leads by example through being vocal. And I think it's one of these things where you don't see it in European football because they don't play at the same pace as you do in the Premiership. And they don't need someone who's going to drag someone through a game and make them perform to 110%. Whereas you just face it on technical ability. Two yeah. examples. What you're referring back to Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira, that mould versus your bank. Yeah. Well, is it done as a manager or is no, it done no, as a player? player. Yeah. So in a playing capacity, you've got both of them, how different they are. So What's it done the league? Keep... Carry on. What? Go on, carry on, carry on. I'll let you no, finish. That's, that's the point. You've got Keane and Vieira who demanded respect. Whereas in my view, the game got that respect from people performance playing with him. So like you, they don't they want to let him down. Or they want they want to they want to compliment him, or they want to his presence. This son Guardiola in a and Klopp in a in a, a managing capacity. Yeah, they can probably all scream and shout, but I reckon they walk into a changing room and there's instant respect. 
Same point. with uh, the guy at Southampton. Hassan Hull. He's done an amazing job at Southampton. So he must have that level of respect. It's either shouting and screaming at everyone, like Neil Warner, all the old school, and go in and absolutely rinse everyone. Or you walk in and go, right, everyone sit down and everyone listen. There's two, isn't there? There's two months. Yeah. It's either brute force or vocal. You're going to rip everyone a new one. Or... You walk in and you've got an aura about you and you get respect. And there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's two avenues to it. So you, you, you've got, yeah, so you've got 10 games to stay in the Premier League. What kind of manager are you bringing in? Well, look at Pearson as yeah. an example, right? Pearson has got a presence, hasn't he? Yeah, right in Ireland. And Pearson, didn't he fight a wolf? Well, he's known as a guy. It's, it's like did. Martin, I'm sure. There's like, something about it. He fought with Wolf. It's like Martin Allen. Yeah. It's like Pearson. It's like all those types of managers. Martin Allen? Yeah. Is that Martin Allen? Yeah. Well, yeah. The kind of manager you're going to get for yeah. that play. What, he managed Barnett and Chillingham, yeah? That Martin Allen. He was a fine manager. But he managed them. Martin Allen got Chillingham up through... His, his passion and his drive. Right. No, not in the budget right now. Oh, okay. so, so if I scream and shout at some people, I'll get them up. That's what you're saying. No, it's obviously an aura. Yeah, no, no, he's done nothing. He's what he's, he hasn't done anything. You can't use him look, as an example. Let's go back to Pearson as an example, right? Yep. I'm, I'm assuming Pearson isn't a very technical coach. Fort of Wolf, by the way. He's got a technical coach. So what he gets out of people, he gets 100% out of his players. So if you look at, for example, if you look at Ozil, yeah. right, he's not passionate. Yeah. Yeah. He goes about his game, yeah. like Bermasoff, yeah. like these players that place all of their output based on technical ability. Yeah. But sometimes you need someone who gives you that motivation. Yeah. So I remember the story about Martin Allen where they went to a training camp with Jules in France and someone didn't bring their passport. He said, right, the whole team are going to suffer. You're going to jump in this lake. I don't know if you've heard about it, Christian. No, no, you're, going to have to, you're all going to have to get down to your slacks, jump in the lake and swim around the lake. And he's basically saying, I want 110% of you. Christian, yes. you've got 10 games left to stay in the Premier League. What would you choose? What mould of personality would you choose? Wait, just choose a Martin Allen. You up. In that situation, I'd like to see my manager show a bit of passion and, and you know, that he. If you, if, if you look at an example like, I know it sounds ridiculous, like, remember watching the film Mighty Ducks? Yep. It's, not about, it's not about all the technical ability. It's about coming together as a team and having a leader. It's like any walk in life. You need someone who's going to show you this is this is the goal and this is the drive that you want to push to get to achieve that goal. Yeah. And I think you, so. Coming back to the points that the boys made, like you've either got an aura about you or you've got some kind of motivation to do something. You need someone who gives you that leadership to take you through that. Whatever it might be that you need to achieve. Let me change the question. I'll pitch a question to you all. Ten games left, sign the Premier League. Who do you want as a manager? 
So the manager's the first, that are out there. The first name that comes to my mind, Sam Allardyce. Yep, I'm exactly the same. What, what, did, what did he give you? Huh? Uh, he keeps me in the Premier League. Yeah, but what does he give you as a set of skills? What, what, is he, what is he attributes? He gives me wins. He walks straight into that room and he tells everyone what's happening. Yeah. Just not, I, don't, I, don't give a, I don't care if we're playing foreign football, we're staying up. I do not care. And what he does is he gets 100% out of everyone that's in his squad. He goes, right, what are you good at? What are you good at? Let's yeah. utilise all your skills to make sure we get the best out of the group we've got. So who's your answer? So yeah, you've got 10 guys left. Who are you wanting? As, at Ginnon, you're in the Premier League. Who are you wanting to stay in the Premier League? <laughs> so I think you're talking about... Martin Allen. Um, Martin Allen or the guy at Berman. Sean Dyke. Hassan Hootle. Right, yeah, well, we haven't got a list. Right, but, so, no, but I've got, <laughs> I've got a, a question to follow on to that. And it's there's some people in this part that I think fit that mould. And there is certain managers that I think give the same as the likes of Allardyce and all the rest of it, who spin the question slightly so you don't achieve that in that 10 games. You drop to the championship. There's two names in my head straight away. Who would you employ tomorrow for that first season to bounce straight back up? Well, um, first one, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock, correct. Well, back in the day, we passed it, didn't we? So, Dave. Dave Bassett. Well, crazy gang, isn't it? Well, Dave Bassett. I think if you look at Dave Bassett and ref, um, Neil Westerman's name, they're, they're the two that probably have been promoted the most times out of championship. I think there's one more that we've ever seen. Well, uh, there's two people for me that sticks out in my head. There's Neil Warnock. Right. And there's Mick McCarthy. They get, they get teams out of the championship. I disagree with Mick McCarthy. No, check the stats. They get teams out of the championship, but they can't stand the premiership. And they've both got that same aura. So they're clearly missing something. No, I disagree with Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy's got teamed up. It's with Ipswich. He didn't get He did not get Ipswich promoted. He, he was at Ipswich, who was on a failing budget with awful ownership and kept them in the championship, yes, regardless. Great manager. And that's Sunderland Wolves. You're talking about uh, a bad Wolves, tradesman blaming his yes, tools now. Yes, yes Wolves. <laughs> yeah, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. I'm sorry, Sunderland. No. He didn't get Sunderland promoted. Was, uh, was it not David O'Leary? I think you'll find that Mick McCarthy, but he didn't get into the championship. He sticks in my head. Well, definitely one club, but two, two, two of them for me get people out of the championship, but they can't stand the Premier League. Now they're not people that haven't got that leadership, and they haven't got that. I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I'm just saying he's not. I'm referring back to the point of the whole leadership. Don't allow to get me up, Tony Pulis. That's what happens. Right, keep you at. Look what done with Stoke. Yeah, yeah. We're now talking about making, top ten. We're now talking about making the best of what you got. So there's, there's one thing getting teams promoted. There's another thing about getting the most. Eight. So if you the Burnley guy again, Sean Dyke. Sean Dyke for me is probably one of the successful managers about getting the most out of the team. So, like Allardyce, yeah. small budget. Doing really good deals. I suppose if you go back to Redknapp, another good example of getting the best out of what you've got. But if you look at all those three managers, one one thing they've all got in common is they're all respect. English. English respect. Like they haven't got an aura about them with regards to technical coaching, but it's all about results, isn't it? So 
really effectively using what you've got. And I think that's what you get out of those managers. Yeah, I, think, I mean, what's your thoughts, Christian? I was about to say, I think the thing is, what it's what you want for your club, isn't it? Do you want, in the long run, do you want your club to be a stoke? And to a certain extent, Dan, when Alan Kerbishley was there at Charlton, where you're yeah. successful in the, in the fact you're in the Premiership. But are, is that all you're happy with? You know, as a is, this fan, a, is this as a fan or as the owner of the club? I would say as a fan, like as a fan, you always want to see your team in the highest division, but then it gets to that point where do you kick on? And and then that's the tricky question. Then do you change manager? And then is, it that, is that where you the future? To pull us is good at keeping So he's the manager to take, that's right. Is he is Pulis the manager to take you on to that next level? And that's the that's a different question. Yeah, but I've got the the perfect example is Stoke and Tony Pulis and they changed to Mark Hughes. They tried to go to the next level, they nearly got there. Now look at them. Yeah. Now you, you need to realise as a fan and as an owner that sometimes you haven't got the ability to make that transition to go to a big club. Yeah. You Charlton, that's another one. We was um, a Millwall FA Cup final away from getting into Europe. That's all we were from getting yeah. in there. And now look at us, we're in League One. You, let's, you break need to it down. let's break it down a little bit. Then. So you've got managers that will make the best of that out of their team to be able to achieve something. So you've got the likes of Pulis, Allardyce. You've then got managers who will get you out of the league. So we're talking about your... Um, Nick McCarthy's, your um, what's his name, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. What we're recognising is there is a, is a manager who can do you a certain job. If we come back to my point about leadership, I think if you've got a good manager and a good set of leaders with some average players, you can really overachieve. I think we've seen that with clubs, haven't we? We've seen clubs overachieve with average players. Yeah, I yeah. But then you follow, you follow on, and it, there's the there's the respect side of it. Run out. Does it expire over a certain period of time? So it has to. Fulham, I think it's a great example. So Scott Parker goes in. Joel Legend, and I think, done an absolute great job getting back in the Premier League and rightly let him have his chance but unless they change they go well, straight back they did win last night they did win last night though. against West Brom yeah another championship side but yeah, Parker's been the level in the who, who's the better manager Phillips or Parker I'll probably put Phillips back in that he'll get you out of the championship mm. I think he's it because the gap what was the year Derby is it Billy Davis? Record lowest number of points. Absolutely yeah, Billy, yeah. the championship the year before. Billy, went crazy. Is it Billy, Billy Davis and Paul Joel, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. 11 points, wasn't it? 11 points. Absolutely romped the championship. Sorry, Billy. Go up and then get into the Premier League and got roasted. Right I think part of that is understanding where your limitations are. So, you know, when you come out of the championship, you're coming out as a team that are willing 
games like week after week, you're winning games, you're going to the Premiership, it needs to be a bit of realisation. So you've either got a model that says, so we take Norwich, right? They've got a model where it's a business. So you either have a model where it's a business and you want to progress over a period of time, or you want to try and make a statement, come into the Premiership and prove yourself as a club and say, actually, we can take that step up and actually perform at a higher level. So Norwich are a business. Some of these other clubs that come up, if you take Leeds as an example, I see Leeds as the new Newcastle, right? We're going to come into the Premiership. Up and down. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to just go for it. Yeah. We're going to try and achieve way beyond what... So Bantam is an example. Don't rate him. Hate him. Absolutely hate him. By the way, Patrick, if you're listening, I hate him. It's a good example of someone who... One, one, week, can, one week can look amazing. Next week, non-existent. And it's almost, it's almost like the, the Leeds kind of model. It's, we're going to win 4-0 one week and lose 2-1 the next week. Yeah. What we're going to do, basically, is win a load of games, lose a load of games and hope that actually the, the final product means we're going to have enough stay, points to stay. Stay, stay in the so, league, yeah. So I'll yeah. a question to you all, to all three of you. You do everything you're going to do and you're in a mate, football inside, whatever your model is. Brentford play great football. Yeah. Leeds were a strong side. Fulham were strong. Everybody comes out and they, and they make it to the Premier League. Yeah. Except for Brentford so far. In... How do you approach it? So do you do a villa and spend net hundred and thirty odd million? Uh, so are we talking? Well, carry on. Right. Do you, do you, there's two approaches. Isn't there? You go Norwich. Hardly spent anything really. Yeah. Rode the wave, went back down. Yep. Having another go. Villa, spent loads. Straight down last season. Now having a good little run. Now there's other examples. Hull, first season. Um. The Villa didn't spend loads when they first got promoted. But yeah. over the period of time, they got relegated when they spent loads, and then when they didn't spend loads, that's when they done better. Right. What's the guy? Um, the guy who was at Hull, Marco Silva. No. Anyway, Hull done it Steve first Bruce. season. Phil Brown, the Phil season. Brown. Phil Brown at Hull. Overachieved, over top up. Might be corrected. First season, great. Sheffield United this year, Wilder last year. Been given a lot of contract for me. There is a, there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a cloud around this first season thing. Now, now what, how do you take the approach? Do you don't spend any money, ride the first year wave, and then try and build something else? Or do you try and become something that you're not? So, personally, I think the Brentford Norwich type model is one that you can try and sustain. So, you, 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 sell a lot, you, you sell a lot of your players, you make a lot of money, but you've got the confidence that you're going to bring players through. Yep. They're going to build a really good squad. Yep. You don't go into a 50,000 stadium. Yep. You, you invest in the stadium incrementally and you build your business over time. Yep. And I mean, I'm surprised Brentford aren't already in the Premiership. They will be in the next season. Yeah. We, all, we, all, we all agree they'll be in the Premiership. What about you, Christian? Yeah, I think, I think mainly due to how many clubs have recently gone bust and and now seeing a lot of right, problems, I think you'd have to go to Brentford. Brentford. 
So if you, got, you go, you choose the sustainability route, mm-hmm. like Norwich, who've done that, and Sheffield. But they've still got some great players that they oh, could yeah. have cashed in on. Campwell, Francic, Wendia, and they've they've almost fought off because the, they are running it as a business, and they could have made a substantial profit off of those three alone. I can't think of it. There was enough. The right back. There was Lewis. In or, or Aaron's a couple of Italian clubs that were looking at him, and they could have got serious money for him. Now, they haven't, and are they doing that in the sense that they would be part of next season's Premiership squad? You see what I mean? So, yes, so there's not. Sorry, Jota just scored. Are they doing it with the. Yes, they're running it as a business, but they've, they've got the luxury, they've got some really good players. And is that the benefit that they've done it for a business for so long that they don't have to cash in today? Yeah. They've got another year in the bank, even with everything that's going on. They don't have, because they could have got serious money for a club that's running it as a business. They could have got a lot of profit for those guys. And Campbell, and they haven't cashed in on them. And are they doing it hedging that they have to go up this year? And then if they don't, they get a lower price next year. It's well, such a fine line, isn't it? So, so for me, I'm, if, if I'm getting promoted, I am... Well, that, that team's got promoted. Yeah, That team, that I've got that squad that's got promoted. Yes, I mean, I'm making it better. But I'm making it better with the players that I feel like are going to integrate into the squad. promoted because they've got Lord Farquhar as the manager. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's not me, by the way. Uh, in, in, in the way that in the way that football operates now, with all the limitations around what you can spend versus your, your revenue, it's it's leaning towards incremental improvement. Isn't it? So, what you really want is a team that are going to improve over five years rather than investing a load of money and taking a massive risk. If you look at some of the teams that are now in the lower league that have spent a lot of money, that that isn't necessarily the way to go. You've got to look at building up a squad, building up a business to make them successful. Yeah, I just uh, I just think if you if you go slow if you go slowly, go up it's sustainable, isn't it? Yeah, just just increase your team and stick to what you know. It got you promoted like last season. If you go down, it's going to get promoted next, next season. Yeah. Then I'll pose a different question as a Charlton and a Gillingham fan. You get bought out by someone that's got substantial backing. We have got that, by the way, uh, Thomas Gangard. Well, on that basis, what I would like to see is incremental improvement. So rather than going, we want to be in the Premiership in two years, what I want to see is you build upon what you've got and you build up a business plan that means that you're going to be successful over a period of time. Let me give you a let me give you two perfect examples of that. Two clubs that are the perfect examples of that. Bristol City, Preston North End. They are the perfect example of so what you're talking about. The in, this incremental, perfect. They are. How, how close have they been to the playoffs the last two, three years? And then they started down there and they've slowly just built up, 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 up. And, and accept that you're not going to be the Premiership club in two years. That's exactly what they've done. From a fan's perspective, someone comes in bankrolling and starts shucking out and you're buying all sorts. Yeah, but it could blow up in your face. No, completely. But so you can't control that, right? So someone comes in, starts chucking around the money, and they're buying big names. Yeah. 
you're in League One, you're getting a, you're getting a couple of decent strikes, Carlos yep. Brown, but you find big, big names. Yep. And they absolutely walk that league. And then you go to the championship and then you go up again. And you ride that. Do you ride that wave, or would you have the? You'd have to. You'd have to stay with what you know. But would you have the? Because you want the sustainability. I get that. They come in, they start scratching the cash, they start getting the big names. As a as a fan, as a loyal fan to a, a local club that you've always followed, do you do you look at that in a negative light? Well, you don't want to get relegated with three players yeah. in the Premiership getting paid sixty grand a week. And we're no, you're, in it, you're in the championship, and all of a sudden, those three players, you're, you're Maradona, all that, of a sudden don't have that value anymore. That is exactly why Norwich have kept Campwell, Wendy, Aaron's, well, they didn't commit to uh, John Lewis, but um, Tim Crow, still got him. That's the whole reason why they've kept all them players. Yep. It's just crazy, but. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I think as well, I think fans are getting a bit more clued up in the sense that the chairman might come in with all that money, but he may always, he may just as easy leave with his money as well. So they, yeah, I think people are also now thinking, well, it's good that he's got the money, but if he does leave, have we, can we sustain what we've got? So, yeah. Charlton yeah. found out the hard way, a lot of owners don't have their money. No. no money. Yeah. Lots of people lie. <laughs> yeah. They get Range Rovers for all the balls, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jock, fair play to him. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, so I think that whole debate and started out with you need leadership in your team. It evolved through sustainability, financial fair play. Um, what's your model? Do you want to do you want to go up, spend loads of money? Clearly, everyone's got an opinion. It's quite a good one, actually, as well, I think. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Also, as part of the podcast, we're going to be doing our player of the week. So, uh, for this week, my player of the week is going to be James Warcraft. Uh, simply for the fact of the two free kicks he scored at the weekend. Um, can't argue with that. On your birthday as well. Present. So I think uh, my, my one for this week is Walt Prem. Yeah. Uh, for me, not just because of his name, rhymes with party, but <laughs> that guy against Man United the other night, Machine. He was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Just simple, done exactly what he was supposed to do. And I, I think he was the, the game changer. In, at, signing of the season. For me, so far. And I know I'm piggybacking. I've heard Merson on Soccer Saturday and all that say the same thing. But I feel... The old mate party was player of the week. Nothing short of incredible. <laughs> Howard? So for me, Warp Krauss, for me, is, and I think over the last 12 months, it's been a player that's been massively underrated. You see a lot of these players getting the England squad. Warp Krauss, from a dead ball. Um, amazing. Um, for Southampton, it's been integral. I think totally underrated. 
um, and should probably feature um, in the top three or four um, Premiership clubs. No doubt. Well, I'll change more pass as well. Can't really. Uh, I don't know what else to go over really. But to happen, um, other than the fact he's he's Southampton boy, isn't he? so he's he's been there. He's gonna. I, I personally think he's gonna stay there for a long time as well. It's class. Oh, he's just, to to do. From a dead ball, he's perfect. He's absolutely I was, uh, perfect. I was tempted, but I watched I watched United last night in party. For me, you're gonna have all the flair players. You have all the rest of it. He's what his job was. I thought he was nothing short of incredible. I mean, the other players that I looked at were, and you know, this plays into the old fantasy team is um, Zuma, who you know, pretty much I thought was going to get out for Rudiger. Yeah, he's kept his, he's kept his, his, um, his place in the team, and, and he just does his job. I don't rate him as a footballer, but as a defender, he's doing what he's asked to do. And the other one that I was looking at was um, Bellerin. Uh, Bellerin oh, that's enough of that. Bellerin always got to cut him off. But it's awful. He ain't a good defender. He's, all he is is quick. That's it. Yeah, no, he's got, he looks good in a pair of shorts. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's got a little part in and he's hoop earrings. Yeah. He looks apart. <laughs> and you know what? He's going to get you an assist. He's going to run up and down that line. No, no, because he can't put a ball in. If run up and down the line, yeah, you're spot on. Can't well, put a ball in. Can't put a ball in. It ain't the valley, mate. Right. <laughs> you ain't never been. Football, you don't sport anyone. So let's just move on. Right. Player of the week. Three votes for Warprouse, one for the old mate party. He's probably going to get more votes because I'm probably going to love him every week. <laughs> Don't really like Arsenal, but incredible. Um, and if any of our audience want to take me on against Super Six, that's an open challenge. Anyone can beat me by the end of the season. I'll do a forfeit of anyone's choice. Me too, by the way. Right. I'm recording. I was joking. He's joking because he's rubbish. I'm crap. I've won it for three years in a row. So move on. Right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Football Musketeers. Great fun as always, and we're all chuffed to be back. Uh, send us any likes, comments, feedback. Be good to hear from you. Um, until next time, take care.